Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Book It, Vince, the Wrestling Dream Match Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Martin Bennett, and with me, as always, is the Italian Superman, Anthony Hall. Oh, fuck. The Italian Superman? Yeah. Uh, is it, is it, is is it, it Santino Morella? No. Uh, this is an oldie. Uh, is it... Um, uh Bruno San Martino? It is Bruno San Martino. Yes. Woo! Good. All right, well that those were the only two that I had in the chamber for Italian <laughs> wrestlers. Uh wow, great. The Italian Superman, uh Bruno San Martino. Uh he had a he had the championship for a long time. Yep, he held that thing for like six years, which uh Roman and now Roman's uh, title reign is uh, is kind of is is creeping. It's creeping up close to. Um, well, it's gonna end. It's gonna it's gonna end at uh, WrestleMania. Yes, it's gonna I'm be. Trying over. to remember, I think he's now the. F- uh, when was this updated? Uh, it says it's the sixth longest. I think now it's longer than that. I don't know. That Roman Reigns is the sixth longest reign? Yeah, sixth longest reigning. Oh, he's the sixth longest reigning universal champion. And he's... No, he's the longest reigning universal champion. He's the sixth longest reign uh, with the WWE championship. Right, because the universal championship is a made-up thing that did not exist back in the day. <laughs> but I think, I think in terms of like being a WWE champion, like uh, holding a title for th- as long as it is, I think he's like either now it's like fourth or fifth. Mm, mm, mm. Which that's very interesting. Trying to see where the heck it is I, I just want to know this now I just want to know <laughs> we need but to anyways. get down to the, the bottom of it the facts this is a facts based wrestling podcast <laughs> it is it is very funny how it's like uh, how it's like uh, he's held like you go onto the WWE website and it literally says like He's held the WWE championship for 300 days. He's held the universal championship for 889 days. Um, only 15, only 15 people have held. Or at least like. There's only been 15 reigns of the universal title. And it's been almost 10 years. 15 Roman reigns. Of the universal title. Bruno San Martino. To <laughs> oh no wait. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He held it for 2,000. In 800 days. <laughs> 2,800 well, days. Sorry Roman. I guess you're not getting that one. 90. 1963 to 1971. I mean, to be fair, this also, they didn't defend it weekly or anything like that. It was like maybe a couple times a year, but that's crazy. I cannot fathom in this day and age, somebody having that title for that long. And with the attention span that we have as wrestling fans now, like it would just be like, please stop. No, it's it's quite it's truly quite interesting that they've had Roman hold it for this long. Um, and then even like the Usos holding the tag team titles for as long as they have because they broke the New Day's record. Um, but now, like the records are only like. Uh, well, Romans is now almost three years. And the Usos is now like just under two years or something like that. It's still a very long That's time. That's crazy. And thank God for Sami Zayn for keeping the Bloodline storyline entertaining because if if not for Sami Zayn, I do not think people would have tolerated this for so long. 
and it's not like the bloodline is bad or anything, but it's just like it would have been wildly boring if they didn't have any of the Sami Zayn stuff. And now it's all kind of coming to a head and we'll see what happens at Elimination Chamber in Montreal. Sammy's home. Roman claims that he is going to destroy Sammy in front of his family, his friends. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I hope that they really I there. It's it's very interesting what's going to happen because man, like Obviously, they're really trying to push forward, you know, Cody Rhodes being the one to finally beat, um, finally beat uh, Roman. Roman. But like, Sa- but like Sammy's right there. I don't know. It's so it's so hard, but we'll see. I, I can't see that happening, you know, to end know. such a run for Sammy Zane, who. I think Vince considered to be just a comedy wrestler for him to take it off of his guy, his, his rock of this generation. I don't know. I don't see it happening. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be a good match and it'll be very emotional and great and whatever, but I don't foresee that happening. And if it did, if it did, it would be amazing. And then you have Kevin Owens come out at the end and celebrate with Sammy and then just immediately turn on him. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. At and some that, point. <laughs> and that is what would be beautiful. At some point, Kevin Owens is going to have more heel face turns than the big show. <laughs> it seems. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. Uh, um, that we're not we're not today we're not booking what will happen with the universal wwe championship instead we'll be booking something fun that anthony has cooked up for us uh before we get into that please uh if you enjoy the podcast and our fantasy bookings and our conversations and having guests on the show and all that fun stuff then uh please subscribe or follow the podcast on whatever platform you get your podcasts on and uh, if you enjoy it, please feel free to leave a review. Always helps. And uh, check out us. Check us out online. You can follow us now uh, on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram, all at Book Events Pod. All along as we post different fun stuff. But yeah. So what do we got today, Anthony? Okay. Well. Uh... The Royal Rumble happened, you know, a little while ago here, and I was inspired by one of the matches um, for booking on this here uh, fantasy dream match podcast. And I just kept thinking to myself, why do we not do more senseless corporate sponsorship bookings? Uh, why do we not do more branded matches as main events to feuds? And how about this? <laughs> I am going to bring one person back to the Fed who has been hovering around the Fed, who has done Stone Cold's Broken Skull sessions, who seems to still be on uh, very, I don't know, chummy basis with people in the wwe who i think will eventually retire from the sport as a wwe superstar and he will face the current u.s champion who will be in elimination chamber in montreal how about we do another booking with our guy austin theory and bring back mr chris jericho okay however however marty It's not just that the main event of this feud will be a senseless corporate sponsorship match at WrestleMania with a stupid presentation that looks cool, but makes zero sense. Uh huh. And that is what we will be doing today. Austin theory versus Chris Jericho that will be ending at WrestleMania with a senseless corporate sponsorship match. Do you have any idea of which corporate sponsor that you would want for this or no no i do okay. not yeah <laughs> i wanted to keep it open as we were talking about it and then to figure out who might present themselves as a good corporate sponsor for the blow off 
uh, of this feud, <laughs> the Jericho retirement match. It won't be well, a German. It won't be a retirement match, but it. Uh, no, I love yeah, it. I, I saw that like there was. Uh, uh, I haven't been watching uh, SmackDown and Raw every week uh, for a very long time. I just kind of watched the clips on the YouTubes and the Reddits, but I did see that Austin Theory was cutting a promo how he was like, oh, I'm the future, uh, blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah, I am this generation's guy. And I think it would be very funny for him to. Uh, involve himself with a person who I guess represents uh, the previous generation in a way and has evolved in so many different ways and presented himself so many different ways and gotten over so many different times I think it's very interesting for them to go toe to toe on the mic and also in the ring at least before Jericho can no longer you know wrestle at the uh sort of expected uh, rate that we you know have grown to love yeah like i'll just i mean I, i'm people have already beaten this horse to death uh the pitch black match was interesting <laughs> but apparently the wwe made a lot of money off of it so hey there you go um and that's why i'm saying i thought it was senseless corporate sponsorship i thought it was quite uh i i I love the presentation i thought it was very cool i have no clue how it was for anyone actually in attendance so but on tv it looked very fun just like i like the i like the fact that it was like Hey, yeah, so this is what the match looks like. And as soon as they turn on the black light, like like all this other like imagery showed up. And I thought that was cool. But then, yeah, I was like, yeah, I literally turned to my girlfriend and went. Or no, she turned to me and she went, is that it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was at a I was at a sports bar in Toronto watching uh, Royal Rumble, uh, Royal Rumble. Rumble. Uh, Shout out to. Raw Rumble. Uh, shout out to uh, Peaches Sports Bar in Parkdale. Um, it was so funny because there there was a Raptors game on uh, around like ten thirty or whatever, and the first Rumble had already finished, like the men's Rumble. So there were mm-hmm. there were like a couple of tables of wrestling fans, but mostly just kind of like general sports fans and bar goers because it was Saturday. And these two guys like sat next to our table and they were just like kind of looking at the TV and, you know, they're kind of like the classic case of like dudes who like used to watch wrestling when they were growing up. So they like have a passing knowledge of what it is, the characters and stuff. But then the Mountain Dew pitch black match came on after the rumble. And I was like, guys, I just like turned to the table. I was like, I follow wrestling and I don't know how to explain what's happening to you (laughs) and now that the match is over i don't know how that progressed the storyline and i hope you had fun watching it and they're just like yeah that was cool man (laughs) and i was like okay cool well he's like my favorite part is when he got thrown into the desk and then all those little glow the dark pebbles popped out and i was like yeah yeah man i don't know why that happened but it it was pretty interesting yeah no it was he uh the table spot he hit him with a kendo stick a couple times and then he got sister abigail and then that was match then they fought into the crowd went over the thing and then uncle howdy jumped off the thing and then that was it and all the yeah, all the Uncle fucking Howdy. characters show up, which which that that yeah, popped me. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. But that no, was pretty cool. And literally Uncle the, Howdy doing that coffin drop though, and and missing LA Knight by a, just a country mile, and then going through the floor, and then the floor setting on fire. I was like, all right, well, that's res- <laughs> that's wrestling. That's 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 Bray Wyatt, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they gotta get their camera angles better. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. But no, it yeah. was it was fine. Like, and so far the progression is uh, we haven't seen L.A. Night since then, and uh, uh, Bray Wyatt's like, yeah, I'm crazy. That's yeah. it. I'm I'm crazy. But you know who else is crazy, Anthony? 
Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Uh, <laughs> but I think this is a good idea because like Jericho is the is the gimmick like he's now like taking the spot of like the gimmick king. Like, yeah, list. Listen, like, OK, <laughs> let's make a list of all the shit that's happened in AEW since he's joined. OK, that you had uh, technically he was in the first blood and guts match. Yes. Or he's been in both. He's been in both blood and guts match. Yes. He's yes, in because another another famous spot, of course, uh, that was very reminiscent of the Uncle Howdy spot <laughs> was when Jericho uh, got pushed off of the cage and then fell through what looks like m- multiple foam boards. I mean, um, I thought I <laughs> I wasn't up as upset about that as a lot of people. I was like, it's it, he it still did fell not look twenty fantastic. feet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I still wouldn't want to fall uh, twenty feet. <laughs> It was simply a gimmick landing that a lot of people uh, in the internet wrestling community were very upset about. But yes, okay. So he he was in the Blood and Guts match. He was Le Champion. Uh, we we had a little bit of the bubbly. We had... Well, uh, 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 I mean, in terms of matches, there is, yeah, Blood and Guts, uh, uh, Stadium Stampede, uh, the Mimosa Mayhem. Mimosa Mayhem, yep. I mean, it wasn't a match, but it was a, a, a segment, which was the dinner debonair. Yes, dinner debonair. Singing, singing with MJF. Which, um, oh. like the, the, the trials of MJF, like him going through all of the, those week-to-week challenges. Um, yeah. The, They've done uh, the, the they, beating, beating all of the ROH champions. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, but uh, he's also they all, when they were in Jacksonville, they did multiple of those like press conference things where they had like Eric Bischoff come in and be the commentator. Like they did that right. once yeah, yeah, against yeah. I forget who I think they did that once with MJF and then they did it once. And that was when that was when it was uh, MJF like was going to join the inner circle. And then they did it also with uh, uh, it's that clip of Orange Cassidy where they asked Jericho like wrestling related questions. And then he asks like a global warming question and, and orange Cassidy like, like has this giant long speech or something that he says so flawlessly. <laughs> and you're just like, Oh my God. But yeah, no, like he is, he is like the gimmick King. Like even in WWE, you had like the list of Jericho, the, the celebra- the celebration of friendship, like mm-hmm. and then going further and further and further back. But like, yeah, it, he is probably the perfect person to be like, OK, we got the sponsorship. It's for. I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be I think it's got to be a food item. Yeah. So we, it's going to have to be a food item. And I, and I don't know what the exact uh, idea is yet. I'm thinking I'm it's it's hovering kind of in my head right now that there should be a White right. Castle Crave case. Oh, my God. Ladder match for the United States title. OK, I just looked up at WrestleMania. I just looked up limited edition fast food menu items rated worst to best. Oh, great. OK, do we want to go to the best or do we want to go to the worst? Well, I'd, I'm curious to hear what the worst is, and then let's hear the best after that. The worst one that's on this list, at least, is Buffalo Wild Wings Mountain Dew Chicken Wings. <laughs> All right, that's too close to the Mountain Dew sponsorship we already had. I'm very, very interested in what that is. Uh, is it? Is it that the sounds sauce? horrible? Is it that the sauce must be. tastes like it, Mountain Dew? It must be. Yes, it must be a sauce that is um, sweetened with Mountain Dew. It sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> Are the wings yellow? Are they uh, green? No, they just look like honey garlic wings. But I do like there's a quote here from a reviewer saying, you can literally taste the Mountain Dew after tasting the sauce. It kind of burns in your throat. <laughs> I love it. I, I guess it's like it. lime. I guess it's supposed to be like lime. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, okay, let's right. see. What is there? There else. Um, I'm going to try to pick out weird ones. The Burger King Mac and Cheetos. 
Uh, it's just it's like mac, mac and cheese. And Cheetos. It's mac and cheese Spicks? like uh no, it's like um uh what are they called? Mac and cheese like bites, but they're shaped like Cheetos oh, and coated in Cheeto dust. Right. I actually think I had a version of that at some point in time. Uh, but uh, some, I don't know if I ever had the hot Cheeto one. Some of these aren't that crazy. Some of these are just like here's like limited edition items that everybody knows about. Like the no the one number one on here is the McRib. Yeah, but that's boring. Sorry, see. McRib. So not to not to uh you know put down the legacy of you know one of the greatest uh, limited edition items in fast food <laughs> history, McRib. But I don't think you're the right product for our senseless corporate sponsorship match. What uh, I guess it's snack food, right? Limited edition snack food. Oh yeah, snack food. Yeah. Limited edition snacks. Let's see. But I think, like, to build this feud out, like, essentially, I think this yeah, episode yeah. is us making the perfect uh, senseless sponsorship match. But to get there, I think Austin Theory is confronted post-elimination chamber. Uh, let's say he retains, and Chris Jericho somehow forces his release from AEW because he has unfinished business in WWE. And he shows up. And he confronts Austin Theory, presenting himself in a different way uh, than we would have expected. So uh, maybe he brings the baseball bat. We haven't seen the baseball bat in the WWE. I think they talk about Austin Theory. Think he's a hot shot. He doesn't know anything about the business. But well, right Jericho, now he's been around the block. Yeah, right now, like it seems as though they're going to do this elimination chamber. And I feel like the Elimination Chamber is mostly just to, like, build other storylines that are happening within it and just to put on, like, a good match, obviously, because they're not putting the world title into it. Um, yeah. But I feel like I feel like in real life theory is going to retain. And then it seems like hopefully, cause I think it will be a good match and it'll be a good storyline is going to be him versus Cena at mania, which I think that'd be awesome. Right. But like, I, yeah, it's it like within the same sort of storyline as like, it's the new kid taking, like they could go full legend killer with, with him, but I don't feel like it's funny. It's like, I remember when Randy Orton was a legend killer and it seemed as though like 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 you look at the people who he took out during that that rain that like gimmick and storyline and stuff. And he took out like a lot of like classic wrestlers like Roddy Piper, Mick Foley, Pat, uh, I think Pat Patterson at one point, um, Sergeant Slaughter, like <laughs> and but you don't really have anyone in that same vein uh, nowadays. Um, just because a lot of them either still can wrestle or it's like they're not at that like legend status yet. But someone like yeah, Chris it's not Jericho. Like you're, you're not yeah, yeah. It's like you're going to wheel like a Dave Batista into job well, for Austin Theory. Well, they even made fun of it at the Raw 30th anniversary where I, I think everybody was ready to be like, OK, who's DX going to job out now? And like they had Imperia come out and then every single member of DX was like, I'm too old. <laughs> like, no, I'm 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 too old. I I'm not gonna fight these guys. And then they had other people come out and fight. They had Rollins and I think the Street Profits come out to fight Imperium. But uh, mm. but like, yeah, I feel like someone like Jericho and in that same like status of wrestler where people from the Attitude Era are at that level where they could come in and they could still do that and so like theory going through some people like that would be very cool but i think yeah like chris jericho would be and it would be a big deal for jericho to come back and obviously like we could get into the details of like you know he does one final match at AEW and then he comes in or he just comes in and he's on both brands which would be crazy um hey like, you know what in the world of uh book it vince there are no federation lines. We do money, <laughs> money talks, you know, and I right. think 
Tony and 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 Nick and and H they get in a room <laughs> together. They say, "Here's what's on the table. We have a snack sponsorship potentially coming in that could be upwards of six figures, and we'll give you a little bit of a cut, Tony, if you let old Chris Jericho hop on over and come do WrestleMania." Who says no? Who says no? Exactly. Nobody in Book of Vince universe. <laughs> uh, but what? I think, yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, Jericho does like one big match, and then maybe there's some sort of like uh, angle in AEW where he's like, I don't need all of you. I'm a sports entertainer. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, he keeps saying sports entertainer, and maybe the big bidding war of 2024 is actually not for MJF. <laughs> it's for Chris Jericho. No, it's true. Um, uh, no, but, Jericho uh, yeah. come, comes back. I think that I think that's fun, and like to have then immediately the the like he comes back, and if you have him immediately face theory, then you know you'd have him come back as like the big baby face uh, to uh, face off against theory, and like I think it does become the sort of like. I obviously it's like I'm the now I'm what a star is now. And even in your prime, you could never have fate or gotten to the level that I'm at now. I'm the youngest United States champion. I'm the youngest Mr. Money in the bank. Uh, and. Uh, I guess I guess there you could have. Um, I guess within that. I don't know if maybe I mean it would be pretty funny if the if the Jericho Appreciation Society came over with it. <laughs> I mean, we can negotiate that deal, man. We can make it happen. <laughs> Nick and Tony and H in a room, money talks. There's the corporate sponsorship on the line, upwards of six <laughs> figures. That's gonna make everything change, man. Uh, so yeah, the Jericho Appreciation Society could come with. It would be fun to see. Austin Theory run through those guys. Uh, you could have. It's so hard. Uh, you to could cheer up, for Sammy Guevara. Yeah, though. it's true. It he is he's very annoying in presentation. Um, but a Sammy Guevara Austin Theory match that sets up, um, you know, uh, this match at WrestleMania would be would be great. Like it's like okay, we could just do a generic sort of uh storyline here where the Jericho Appreciation Society now uh they are fully converted to sports entertainers. They're in the WWE and Austin Theory thinks that he's hot shit. He could beat all of these guys and especially Jericho. And I like how you were saying that Jer that uh as Austin Theory is presenting himself now, he's like claiming that he's like the youngest this, the greatest mm -hmm. this, he's the current this. Um as if Jericho is not just constantly been the most popular wrestler across, you know, the world at times like Chris Jericho. He's like the constant. He's the always he's the forever. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's like, yeah, you might be a new toy, but they're always going to come back. They're always come going to come back to the thing that is consistent. The thing that gives you results, gives you numbers, gives you money, gives you the ratings. He is the he's the ratings god. Yeah, exactly. We know this. Oh, that and that the could be. God. Oh, and the, actually, that works out because like us, like Theory's whole thing. Like it's not really been a thing uh, now. Now he's just sort of like. Now his gimmick is more of like if they took the ruthless aggression Cena, like when he first showed up against Kurt Angle and they just like turned that up to 11 and he never turned into thugonomics. Right. Uh, it is his characters more like that and not necessarily the whole like taking selfies, social media thing. But yeah, because now he's now he's serious, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now he's, he's, he's quote unquote serious. Serious. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think um, uh, now it's like. Uh, that would be the perfect or yeah, that would be the perfect uh, like combination of 
he says he's the right now. He is he's what a superstar true like the true definition of a superstar. And you have Jericho who is saying that like he is a forever superstar. He defines superstar. Um, exactly. He defines sports entertainer. Uh, yes. And entertainer. And, and it's <laughs> and it's who and it's who they can then fight about who gets like the most buzz about them. And like, obviously Jericho can say like, um, I've made more, uh, I've made more, not gimmicks or anything. I'm trying to think of what the word is, but like, I've made more sayings or phrases or, or sure. Uh, things, uh, popular than, uh, before you even were born, like stuff like that, like, like exactly, he he, exactly. he run through all of his catchphrases and like people know me for this, 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 this. Yeah, yeah, and he, and then he can talk about like even just in the ring, like he's he's lived so many different lives in the ring, even before Austin Theory learned how to take a back bump. <laughs> he's 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 got he's got all these variations on a, on a move that people see and they don't even remember what the move is called they just know it as the walls of jericho you know uh-huh. they it's like he's he's uh put this mark on wrestling that is constant that is the gold standard the the measuring uh stick of what it takes to be a superstar a successful one um, and I think that makes Theory jealous. And just to get to what we're all here for, which is a senseless corporate membership, uh, corporate sponsorship match at Mania. I think so, it's like, yeah, he he has to run through all the Jericho Appreciation Society people. Theory does at least to set so, up for the match. So the uh, I look back uh, to see if Jericho had ever held the U.S. title, and he did. He held it twice. And it was in oh. 2000. It was in 2017 during the whole Kevin Owens feud. Um, oh, OK. OK. Jericho won it off of. Um, Jericho won it off of Roman Reigns in a two on one handicap match when you where he was teaming with Kevin Owens and they beat mm. him. But he pinned Reigns to win the US title. And then. Right. He lost it to KO at WrestleMania 33. That's the infamous like uh like they feel like they could have like between that time was when KO was the universal champion and then like made him lose it in a really dumb way because they didn't think that they, that the Jericho KO story could headline. So they stuck them in like the second match or whatever. Um he then held that he held the title for 83 days, then lost it to KO at WrestleMania 33, and then he won it back at Payback, which was the pay-per-view after WrestleMania, and held it for two days. <laughs> and then KO right. won it again, and then KO lost it to AJ Styles, and then KO won it back, and then AJ Styles won it back. So he he only held the U.S. title basically like once, really. But like it was during that festival friendship storyline, which is cool Uh, because, again, you could call back to that. And also, like, you could call back to like him wanting to be champion again for a title that he didn't really ever hold. Uh, yeah, and he could call himself Mister USA or some dumb thing like that. Oh, I love that. That's or like that Mister America. A, that is a perfect yeah thing. For and then Christian. I'm thinking like whatever. Like I'm trying. I'm, I've been like looking up weird, like rare, like brands, and trying to think of what what to call back a lot of them are like ones that are like you look up these lists and it's just like ones that came and gone and that's it not like weird ones that are around today and there's weird ones all over the place but um 
if it if we could just pick some, like the one that keeps popping up though is Pepsi. Like Pepsi has had like weird flavors in the past, and like there's like Pepsi Blue, um, which I liked actually when I was younger. <laughs> I liked Pepsi Blue. Okay, all right. Um, Imagine be, this. But I was I was thinking this. I don't know if it would work for Pepsi or if, or if it could be like Kool-Aid or some other drink like Mountain Dew or whatever, you know, but we just make it our own. Mm-hmm. Could it be it could. Is there any way that we could invent like a like a flavor that's like Pepsi red, white and blue? <laughs> yes. Ah, good. Yes, you're you're exactly where I am right now. So I was just going to say to you, like, yes, we have to utilize the red, white and blue to make this match. Uh, and it is the Pepsi Red, White, and Blue U.S. Championship match at WrestleMania. And I think that this product, <laughs> ah, whatever, we're in the we're in the Book of Vince universe. It doesn't even matter if this thing can actually exist for I real. Just, literally, but it's a three it's a three layered Pepsi, Marty. Hear me out here. So it is got it's it's Pepsi Pepsi Crystal. Pepsi blue and then like a uh a, like a cherry Pepsi. So like it's like red ish. Yeah, I th- oh, and I'm they're all gonna... and they're all layered on each other so that when you when you look at the bottle, it is like red, white, and blue. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> it can be it can be yeah, it'd be cherry Pepsi. There's wild cherry Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's gotta be like a bit more artificially red so that you can make the American flick. So yeah, yeah. it's like oh, this is great. So it's a red, white, and blue match. Um what the f- what the sweet Jesus? I'm looking up Pepsi flavors and there was a Pepsi called Nitro Pepsi. Oh, it was yeah, that's it's it's Pepsi. Um, it's basically like um, it says nitrogen infused. with nitro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> it's basically like nitro infused cold brew or like so uh, like weird. draft beer. It's like it's like the consistency of like a Guinness or a Starbucks nitro cold brew. Uh, very <laughs> creamy. You were supposed to like pop it open and like pour it hard into a can so it would get like this like very. Uh, creamy foam. I haven't tried it yet. I would like to sometime. There is um, there was um, black cherry. Did you know there yeah. was Pepsi hot chocolate? <laughs> no, in twenty twenty one. When I was in the states last, I had Pepsi salted caramel, and it was pretty gross. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I see that on here. No, Pepsi yeah, hot chocolate. Uh, just just sidetrack real quick. Pepsi. It says here Pepsi, Pepsi hot chocolate was given out to, as a limited edition to people who participated in National Hot Chocolate Day using the hashtag National Hot Chocolate Day and Pepsi offer on January 31st, 2021. Only 2000 cans of this flavor are known to exist. So now that's weird. crazy. If I was a collector of Pepsi flavors, God damn, I would try to get my hands on that hot chocolate Pepsi. That's so weird. But yeah, it, no, like it could be it could be like marshmallow. Oh, then in 2014, there was the uh, Pepsi made with real sugar cherry flavor. Wild cherry. Yeah, that's so weird. OK, there's so this is this list is insane. There's so many goddamn flavors in like Europe and Asia and stuff. Jesus but okay, I love it. I love it. The the all right. The, okay, the, Marty. The pep Pepsi <laughs> red, white, and blue match for the United the States Championship. <laughs> so stupid. It's, it's about to get way more stupid because okay, now this wait. is the this best is... part. This is the best part of you know all these fantasy matches. You know what's even funnier? Jericho's <laughs> fucking Canadian. <laughs> I know, I know. But, but Jericho but would be he, the perfect person to be like, no, America, and then someone would be like, I'm you're Canadian, dude. He's like, you shut up. That's my matter. dad was my dad is an NHL legend. Wait, oh, oh, my oh. dad, my dad played for the Rangers. Oh, 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 I got a question. Um, yes. Wait, does does Atlanta have a team? Have a hockey team? They used to. They used to. They don't have a team anymore. Did they ever feud with the Rangers? 
Well, I mean, are they in the you same? Could... Are they in the same? I don't know. I don't know I don't, sports. I don't know. I don't know. the The Thrashers are a a defunct team. Um, and I don't know that they ever really had any spirited rivalry with the New York Rangers. I I can't confirm that. I want to see. I want to see here. Uh, Rangers. Um, uh, the okay. Let's see. I'm looking at Wikipedia here. I I just want to see. I just want to see. Uh, the Thrashers were disqualified, or no, the Thrashers qualified for the Stanley Cup playoffs in two, uh, 2006 2007 after winning the Southeast Division, but were swept in the first round by the New York Rangers. Great, perfect. There you go. There's a there's some extra storyline there. Some extra storyline juice. Brief. There's a title in this Wikipedia article that says "Brief Success in Only Playoff Appearance" was 2016 to 20 or 20. Uh, sorry, 2006 2007, where yeah, they lost four games straight to the New York Rangers in the Eastern Conference quarterfinals. There you go, baby. The la- the, Thrashers the Thrashers last the Thrashers last win came against the New York Rangers three to zero. At Madison Square Garden in April seven on April seventh, twenty eleven. Wow! On April tenth, wow. twenty eleven, the Thrashers played their last game in Atlanta against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they lost. Uh- <laughs> yeah, that's that's beautiful. All right, we're go- we're gonna have obviously some sort of uh, segment before this match where they. Jericho's wearing a Rangers jersey and Austin Theory is wearing a Thrasher's jersey to do that press conference. It's uh, moderated by uh, a, a hockey fan that is also a wrestling fan. Uh, I don't know who that person would be, but it would be good. But what we need to figure out, what everybody, of course, our listeners uh, of Book Events are waiting for, is what demented match stipulations I will create in my brain that will be overly complicated, overly stimulating and make zero sense. Can I can I say one uh one thing? Uh yes. at some point I want Chris Jericho's dad, Ted Irvine, mm. man who's 78 years old right now. I want him mm. to hit a Judas effect on <laughs> on Austin theory. <laughs> Yes. that'd be great yes did you see did and you, then uh, just real quick i want aside. him to i want him to also hit uh austin theory with a hockey stick hockey stick yeah that'd be great uh did you see really quickly this last week uh when we're recording this on uh dynamite uh uh moxley's dad came to the ring with him like through the audience oh i didn't see that that's very yeah cool. yeah yeah uh claudia i think no it was either claudio or it was wheeler uh and then moxley's dad came with them uh for the the uh him versus hangman part three um which was a good which was a great match and it seems like the rivalry will continue um oh boy oh boy but but uh there's now people of course as soon as a wrestling dad pops into the the conversation everybody goes okay whose dad would face who and of course everybody wants people to fight everybody wants uh uh the Miz's dad to fight everybody (laughs) (laughs) so ted irvine versus mrs dad (laughs) yeah yeah okay okay who's austin theory's dad does he have a notable dad can they have a fight (laughs) I feel like Austin Theory's dad is probably a lot younger than Chris Jericho's Chris dad, Jericho. so it's it's probably a, a little. Oh, unfair. I thought you're gonna. I thought you're gonna say Austin Theory's dad's a lot younger than Chris Jericho. <laughs> he might be the same age as Chris Jericho. <laughs> um. All right. I'm, all, I'm Here, looking this up. Yeah. As as Marty um looks up the statistics on Austin Theory's dad. <laughs> I'm going to try to cook up what this match. Okay, yeah. Be. So, so obviously we know that this this rivalry would be a lot of heated words and if we include the JAS then there's some matches that are in there. Um yes. but also like yeah, to to build it like the pitch black match 
was just so random. Like there wasn't a buildup to it. They well, there was a buildup, but it wasn't like they didn't go. We're going to have a pitch black like it was randomly mentioned that they would have a pitch black match. And then it's like the Royal Rumble sponsored by Mountain Dew pitch black. The 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 they were calling it the pitch black match for a while. And then they just were like, fuck it. And they just called it the Mountain Dew pitch black match. (laughs) So however we want to work in the the sponsorship, obviously it. I think Jericho would be the perfect person where it would just be like in a promo or maybe in like a segment or something. And he's like, the only way that we can rightfully decide the title of who will become the true Mr. America is to not just only have a regular match, but have a red, white and blue match, a Pepsi red, white. and blue match. Exactly. And everybody is incredibly confused of what a Pepsi red, white, and blue match is. First of all, this product does not exist. So no. it is a new product that will be hitting the uh, the airwaves, the mainstream. So everybody's looking at it out furiously. What is Pepsi red, white, and blue? What is a what is a Pepsi red, white, and blue match? What is what even is it going to be? <laughs> well, let me tell you. I can even see because this is more of a comedy feud than like a super serious like the pitch black one was Uh, like I could see this being like they're sitting down in theory. like, what the hell is a Pepsi red, white and blue matches and Jericho just all amped up. He's like, I'm going to show you what it is. (laughs) Yeah. And then the Jericho Appreciation Society. um Maddie Menard and uh, Angelo Parker explain it in a you don't know what a you don't know what a Pepsi red, white and blue match is. What are you stupid? Exactly. <laughs> and what I think it is, is it is like a two out of three falls match. However, <laughs> each fall is represented by one color of the red, white and blue pepsi so the first stipulation for red is Uh first blood the second stipulation for blue is submission because you turn blue in the face when you get (laughs) submitted and i haven't decided what the white one is yet that's so i'm hoping i'm hoping that you can tell me what it could be and maybe maybe the maybe the white stipulation is that it's like a flag on a pole match and you just have to get the american flag i guess technically if you wanted to real it would be like throwing in the towel right so it'd be like a i quit match oh like that's, and then somebody on yeah yeah somebody has to throw in the someone has the to throw in the white towel yeah, yeah. If it would be great if you could do it in reverse, if you could do like submission first, then I quit and then first blood because first blood first is like so. But it is the red, white and blue match. That's the thing. Yeah. So I think. Yeah. Uh, I, or, I, you, you, yeah. Uh, I mean, Ooh. I mean, technically they did do this in AEW with a feud that was very good but it was on dark so no one really paid attention mm-hmm. to it and it was mm. the it was the um uh oh big swole and diamante their feud it ended in that like weird like two out of three falls match but it was like uh you have to score either a pin a submission or a knockout and then once someone has done that you can't then do that finish so like as soon as someone gets a pin, then you can't end the match in a pin. You have to go for a submission or a knockout. Great. Which, okay. So it was it, such a good match, match for the end of a work, feud, yeah. but no one paid attention to it. And it's like, that's really complicated and screwy, but it's actually a great idea. So this could be that where it's like your three options to score a point and it's two out of three. It, this actually makes sense, which is stupid. Uh, <laughs> 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 is either first blood a submission win or make them say I quit. Yes. And make them make somebody from the corner, toss the white flag. And once you use up one of those, 
um, wind conditions, yeah, you cannot use the same wind condition. No, and it has yeah, and it's like the first person to win. I guess it's it is best out of three. So like yeah, the first person to win the two things wins. So obviously, how this match plays out is I think uh, the first thing that's going to happen is uh, somebody's going to bleed. Like that's it. Like it has to some screwy thing has to happen where maybe Jericho gets cut open first. Yeah, I think Jericho get Jericho getting busted open is 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 great because it'll work for him and it's pretty quick and easy. Um, Yeah. And then obviously then to tie it up, you get Jericho to make uh, theory tap out with either the walls or the lion tamer. Yeah, and then the and last then thing it is... basically becomes a last man standing match, like you, or a, yeah, an you... I quit match, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, yeah. There you go, and and you could and you could have you could have the members of the JAS come in and all this stuff, and then, uh, oh, what sucks is <laughs> you have all these people against Austin Theory, and it's like you want you want you want Jericho to be the face. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to cheer for Austin Theory. I don't Austin know. Theory who would, is I, a heel that has no friends. I How feel is that like, possible? I feel like you would either uh super put over Austin Theory and have Jericho say I quit. Well, you said you wanted this to be a retirement match. <laughs> it was an idea. It's not it's not set in stone. I mean, we could have Austin Theory go over, like, you know, we we could have a quick peek into the conference room with Tony and Nick and Triple H and the six figure corporate sponsorship and and say, okay, well, if we make this match happen, Austin Theory has to win. And Tony Khan I mean, but just imagine the reign of Chris Jericho as the US champion, as Mr. America. Mr. <laughs> USA himself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, fuck <laughs> That'd be pretty sick. Why why not? Why not? Let's 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 make theory lose so that Jericho can have one last run as the USA champion in the WWE and be Mr. USA. And then Austin Theory can move on to something more meaningful than the US title. And then eventually we get to uh, the JAS versus the Hurt Business. Exactly. And then (laughs) we get. Uh, another submission match, which is the Hurt Lock versus the Walls of Jericho, and sure. then, and then Chris Jericho loses. Yeah, okay. and he relinquishes his Mister USA title to Bobby Lashley. <laughs> we booked, we booked a whole title run, basically. Yep. Fuck, that's that's, that's too it. Funny, that's too the funny. red, the Pepsi red, white, and blue match. Two out of three and it falls. Made sense. Boom. Ah, that's it's not that confusing. It's it's only a little bit confusing. No, it's perfect. I love it. I personally that's like that's one of my favorite match stipulations we've ever come up with. <laughs> it's so, I I mean I think the I think the uh, the uh, uh, what was it? What was that match that we came up with with Nug? Uh, the like hardcore the street fight where you have to like buy your weapons. I think that still oh, yeah. is like on top but like that one like the this one is so silly but also like it makes sense and it'd just be really funny <laughs> what are some uh honorable mentions of products that would also be potentially involved in corporate sponsorships uh oh, rapid fire some so i i thought of I mean, this one uh earlier in the episode and i mentioned it but the the crave case is a uh, a, a briefcase of white castle sliders uh, and I, I believe that you could uh, you could use that to replace a a belt or some sort of um, briefcase in a Money in the Bank esque match. That'd be pretty it, funny. And call it the wife the White Castle uh, Crave Case match. Um, I mean, if 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 McDonald's really wanted to like really be you know have a big bravado of bringing back the McRib, you know, you never know when the last time they'll bring it back it you know so they always say it's like hey get it while it's back because you never know when it's going to come back they could have the mcrib battle royale or something i don't know oh 
<laughs> it would be funny. Okay, a, a McRib Battle Royale would be funny if like McRib uh, Royal the, Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> if there's like a uh some sort of thing that you can get after you get eliminated that is like because the McRib comes back when you least expect it, it's like the McRib wild card so that a previously eliminated person can come back into the Rumble. That's pretty genius. Um, I'm thinking of a world of Lego match. It's a hardcore match where oh, the ring nice. is made of the ring is made of Lego and every weapon is also made of Lego. So <laughs> nothing hurts more as no, an adult true. man than stepping on a rogue piece of Lego. And that has been featured countless times in uh, wrestling matches with hardcore stipulations where instead of thumbtacks, they just pour pieces of Lego yeah. and take. But that's still uh, very them. funny. I love, but uh, imagine it could there could be a tie-in with lego masters the show yes where they, yes, like they, yeah. there's an episode where they build the weapons and then they use them in the ring and destroy them yes exactly <laughs> yeah so it could just be it could be like a regular wrestling ring but then the outside things are all built with lego uh and then the weapons of course so that's I the like world that of lego lot. match um and let's see if we have one more in the chamber i don't know i uh, i i personally don't and i think we need to move on but all those are very funny i like those a lot hot cheetos that's it i'm that's all i'm gonna say uh everybody uh, feels like it could who is like hot cheetos could be a good sponsor for anything really i don't know how you'd uh, integrate tell, into a match yeah tell Maybe us what your uh Maybe they have to eat a bunch of them before they wrestle and they're just standing there like, oh, God, (laughs) (laughs) trying to end the match Uh, as quickly as possible so that they can drink milk. (laughs) Yeah, hot ones. The hot ones ones match. Oh, hot ones match. Yeah, that'd be pretty Um, funny. I would I would love to hear uh, what our listeners and uh, followers on the TikToks, the Instagrams, the Twitter. Uh, what are what are your favorite uh, stipulations and what would your corporate senseless sponsorship match be? I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Send us your corporate sponsor match, like gimmick match that you would want to create. Uh, and, and what would be the integration and what would be the match? I think that's a great yeah. idea. That's good, and that 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 that's it for that booking. I mean, we've had fun here. I we've, love it. We've though. had a good time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. It was very silly, but I love the match, and I think it's one of my favorites so far for sure. Um, very good. Okay, of course. If you Shall we move if, to our next segment, we will. Uh, of course, if you enjoyed uh, this stream booking, of course you can let us know what you would have booked online. Um, and yeah, we'll jump right into our. Uh, final two segments as always we have our match recommendation and a fun segment we need like a stinger or something to cut into these things yeah. <laughs> instead of our awkward horrible transitions uh but this let's time, just get a soundbite let's get a soundbite of uh we'll, we'll just store it so we don't get sued for copyright but let's get uh mark henry going it's time for the main event it's time for the main it's time the main event. There we go. Uh, yeah. And then we'll go into the segment. <laughs> this week's main event <laughs> mm. is a new segment, which uh, I came up with. It's still kind of in the same vein as all of our other segments in terms of like trying to make each other guess some weird thing about wrestling. Uh, but this time uh, in correlation with uh, in correlation with the match recommendation that I have this week. Uh, I thought, what if we were to look up some of our favorite matches and try to make each other guess what star rating that match got by the one and only Dave Meltzer Wrestling Observer Radio? So, Anthony, for you, I have one of my favorite matches. And in the the future, Mm. we can use weird, obscure matches or or funny matches or, or very famous matches. But I offer you one of my favorite matches of all time, and I've talked about it a lot on the podcast. It is Edge versus Mick Foley at WrestleMania 22. The hardcore match, the flaming table, all that fun stuff. What star rating do you think that it got? I don't think it's five. I don't think it's five. Not because I don't like it, but because I don't know if Big Money Mouse would have given it five. 
<laughs> I think it's a four. You're going four star. You are correct. correct, actually. It is actually straight up just four star. Yeah. Woo! Very good. Very good. I didn't. I, yeah, it's uh, the WrestleMania 22 card is very interesting. It goes from like. Not even two to four to like two to four to two, then the, the four and a half and like it's very weird or it's like three and three quarters or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite matches. And yeah, it was uh, rated four stars. Wow. What is yours? Well, I'm glad that um, you proposed this segment because it ties in with one of the men in our booking. And that is also a match that I maybe mentioned earlier. Uh, What star rating do you believe that at All Out 2020, the Mimosa Mayhem match featuring... Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy received from Big Money Melts. What do you think? A match featuring vats of orange liquid (laughs) and a feud between a joke wrestler at the time. Some people could still say Orange Cassidy is a joke wrestler. I will disagree. But a joke wrestler and Chris Jericho uh, just being unhinged. Man... I don't if this is tricky. I'm trying to remember if I remember even hearing about this, but I don't know. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, I feel like I feel like it's actually higher than people would think, but I'm just going to go for the safety guess and I'll go for like. I'll go for like two and a half. Oh, you were a little bit safe. And unfortunately, you missed one star. So it's three and a half. The Mimosa Mayhem match at All Out 2020 between Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy was rated three and a half stars. Okay, I almost said three and I was like, but I don't know. Maybe this is like one of those weird ones where it's like, oh, it was just too silly to like get a better rating. But that's actually not too bad. Which is crazy because... Another match that was on that card that was rated three and a half stars appears to be the women's championship match between Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa. Oh, interesting. Is that where she won? Yeah. No, because no. Oh, right. No. Yeah, that's uh, what Matt was. Uh, I'm trying to think of when that was. If if uh, Thunder Rosa was still uh, NWA women's champion at that time. I think I think she may have been, but yeah, that's it. That's what's written in the stars, and that was uh, the main event of the episode. <laughs> there's there's the segment name. What's written in the stars? Written in the stars. But there we go. I uh, hope you enjoy it. We'd love to. Uh, we'll put this out on Instagram and TikTok and uh, social media and stuff. Uh, suggest your matches for us to try to guess their star ratings because I think that's just yes. a, a fun little fun little time to then realize. Wow, that match got great stars, or wow, that match got terrible stars. Um, but this is all, of course, just for fun and games. To end off the podcast, we have our match recommendation. I don't actually have a match this week, but I have a challenge that I'm going to be doing, in a, and I'll feature it on the future podcast episodes. But also, this is a call to the audience, again, a call to action for you to come and join. Um, what I've decided to do is I want to watch, I want to try and watch uh, the top-rated match from every year since uh, the year I was born. Uh, Just because I I want to see what was considered the best wrestling of every year since I've been alive. Um, You go back and you look up the the ratings. Uh, There's a lot of Japanese stuff. So that's going to be that's going to be fun if I can even find it slash uh, good to watch something that I'm not familiar with. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I just I just kind of want to challenge. So the first one that is popping up for 1992 um, is actually. Uh, oh, gosh, I got it. It's a it's a war games match. Uh, I just got to rem- I just got to bring up the search history again. Sorry about that. 
I didn't have it pulled up before. Okay. Yeah. Ah, okay. WCW WCW Wrestle War 92. War Wrestle Games. War. Uh, five War stars. Games. Barry Windham, Dustin Rhodes, Nikita Kolov, Ricky Steamboat, and Sting versus Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, Larry Zbysko, Rick Rude, and Steve Austin. Which, like, that's it, 10 dudes who are incredible and amazing. So I'm looking forward to watch that. If you want to watch it with me, we'll put it out. Maybe we'll put it out on Twitter and get some reviews. Um, and mm. I also want some help choosing matches because I was looking through the years and there's some years where like there's like two or three incredible matches that are very famous and I don't know which one I want to watch. Obviously, you could just watch all of them, but like I kind of want people to help pick and choose. So maybe we'll put that out on Instagram or Twitter as a poll or whatever. And uh uh, come and vote. So feel free to follow us on all the social media at Book Advance Pod, and uh, follow along that journey and watch with me and just try to watch some damn good wrestling. Hell yeah, damn yeah. good wrestling! But that does it for this episode. Really hope that you enjoyed it. I certainly did. That was a very silly booking, but I <laughs> we had fun I'm, here, everybody. We had fun exactly. Exactly. Uh, so again, yeah, follow the podcast everywhere on uh, online at Book Events Pod. You can follow myself, Twitter and Instagram at Barton underscore Minute. You can follow anything that we do here at Unknown Air by following us at UE underscore Films. You can follow Mr. Anthony Hall at Hall and Jokes on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. You take care. Go watch some wrestling and we'll see you next time.